Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When it comes to comedy, the 80s were a very different time, but the comedy movies of the decade were some of the greatest comedy movies of all time. We are here to count down our favourite from that decade. First, here are the top 10 grossing comedy movies of the 80s. That one. That's that. Okay, right, here we go. And number 10, it was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. $130,724,172. It's a jungle out there. At number nine was Look Who's Talking, $140,088,813. Most people thinking the same thing I am. <laughs> Lunch. At number eight, it was Gremlins, $148,168,459. Don't ever feed him after midnight. At number seven was Beverly Hills Cop 2, $153,665,036. I have the money and I do want to do business, but with you, I ain't doing nothing in front of this dude because this dude is a cop. At number six, it was Three Men and a Baby, $167,000, sorry, $167,780,960. At number five, it was Crocodile Dundee, $174,803,506. That's a knife. A knife. At number four, it was Tootsie, $177,200,000. I was a stand-up tomato, a juicy, sexy beefsteak tomato. At number three, it was Back to the Future, $223,316,788. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. At number two, it was Ghostbusters, $229,364,586. Okay, so she's a dog. And at number one, it was Beverly Hills Cop, $234,760,478. Disturbing the piece I got thrown out of a window! So there we go. That was the top ten uh, at the box office. And uh, we'll say goodbye to the music as well. As we have a guest, we have to introduce, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, top heads all over the world. Will you please welcome Top Head Shannon to the pod? Yay! Thank you so much. So how are you, Shannon? Are you all ready and I'm... raring to delve into the 80s? 
I am. Uh, I am. I'm not making any more changes. I'm. I'm just not. We were I'm saying just... just before we pressed record. I mean, this has been one of the hardest I've had to work. I had. I must have had fifty movies on my Absolutely. original list. Mm -hmm. um, and it just confirms, I wish I had a pound or a dollar for every time I've said this, but the 80s are the greatest decade of all time, whether it's music, whether it's comedy, whether it's comedy movies. It Absolutely. was just so hard to get these movies down to a, a 10. Well, from the, in the 80s, I went from 10 to 20. So, I mean, th those are the years that made me who I am today, good, bad, and indifferent. And you can tell by my list, but funny listening to your facts or the top 10 grossing only one of mine is on that list really yeah, yeah I, i'm actually, like oh my god i forgot about i didn't forget it's just it could it didn't make my list and I, i've been binging and binging these movies and it's yeah i don't think i have a single one from the from the grossing really? even though things like ghostbusters and back to the future uh are some of my favorite favorite films but mm -hmm. you'll find from my list i have a a certain type of humor and a certain type of comedy that i absolutely love and it's um and look i'm gonna put, lay my cards out on the table straight away okay the one reason i wanted to do the 80s comedy movies is to talk about my number six okay so we're not oh, gonna we're, we're not gonna get there yet but there was I, I only saw it recently for the first time in a long long time and it was one of the greatest times i've had watching a film in the last i don't know five years Okay. Um, so it was kind of okay. like it, there was ulterior motives to do 80s comedy <laughs> movies because I wanted to talk about this particular movie. Um, yeah, I have a feeling that we're going to have at least one. It may not be in the same number, but listening to you and Neil talk, I think one of our movies is going to be in your top 10 and my top 10. And if it's not, I'll be really, really surprised. Right. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I reckon there might be more than one. I really do feel there might be more than one. But um, my number one has been number one since we since we decided to do this. Really? My number one has not changed at all because okay. it's just it's the number one movie ever, comedy mm. ever. But it, two through nine, like I said, I moved six to two and six and two to six in the last 45 minutes yeah yeah i'll be so glad when this is over <laughs> and so will my son because i'm like you have to watch this and tell me if i'm out of my mind this is funny right he's like and he's 25 and he's like yeah okay if you say it's funny <laughs> see that was the question i was going to ask in regards like in in my intro i said it was a very different time and i think there's probably three or four movies that i've got in my top 10 that probably wouldn't get made today you know, oh, because absolutely. the whole sensibility and and I mean, even humor these days. I was trying to think the last, in regards to time wise, what the last great comedy movie that I saw was, and I can't remember one, especially in like the two thousands or the two thousand. I'm sure someone will come up and say, "Oh, what about such and such?" Maybe Borat. Borat might be the last one that I actually watched and genuinely belly laughed at. But even then, I would, that, for me, it was probably, oh, what's the one with all the bride? It was Bridesmaids. That was pretty funny. Okay. But it wasn't 80s funny. It no. wasn't, it was just like, I know a lot of people like the pooping scene. That's not my jam. I'm a lot like being that way. I don't, I get it. You guys think it's funny. I didn't find it funny, but I think that's probably the last movie that I'm like, okay, that was really funny. Right. I have to admit, I've never seen that all the way through. 
Bridesmaids. Really? Yeah. So it'd be, um, it'd be kind of interesting oh, to I see. Oh, I might have just ruined something. Oh, no, no. I've seen that scene. I've, I've <laughs> okay. seen that scene. Yeah. And and that is one of those. I think you're, you're right. People either like that kind of comedy or they don't They don't like watching stuff like that. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I quite like who comedy or fart. I mean, farting, I think, is the funniest thing in the world. I genuinely, <laughs> it doesn't matter who's doing it, what kind of, you know, there's a, I don't know if you go on TikTok, but there's this new sensation now you have to guess my fart. Have you seen that? No. So oh. someone says, you go up to, not that I'm saying you should go to a stranger and say this, but if it's somebody <laughs> that you know, you go up to them and you say, guess my fart. So they then go, okay. And then the person farts, and you got to see if you get it right. You see if you get what sound you bring oh. out your mouth, if it's the same as the fart that the person does. So that's not where I thought that was going. I thought it was like you had to guess what they ate, or you had to guess. Oh no! Like, oh, you okay. just got to try and get the sound right for the fart. <laughs> that's so, so funny. So uh, yeah, so that's that's one of the latest crazes I've seen on TikTok, and I oh, I, I, I haven't had the nerve to try it to anybody quite just yet because uh, <laughs> when you when you Try it. I'm, I'm sorry. You've just told me that you don't like that kind of stuff. And now we're talking about fights. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry, Shannon. I mean, what a great way to start the podcast. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> well, uh, let me just write down Shannon will not be coming back. She won't want to come back on the pod. Okay. Just made that as a note. Um, okay. Once you convince Neil to do a Weird Al top 10, you call me. Because... Yeah, I will do. I love Weird Al so I much. It's, but... it's, see, it's weird you say that because I was, um, uh, there's a, a podcast called, I think it's the Beard Owl podcast, I think it's called. Um, and only last year I started getting into Weird Al. I started listening to oh, play. Really? Yeah, I started listening to playlists of his because <gasps> I, I think like a lot of people that, that don't really know him, they don't appreciate what an amazing musician he is and his band is. So I was right. listening to a lot of his stuff and I thought, my God, these some of these songs are like the polka um medleys that he does are just amazing. Even just like yeah. like mechanically and and technically, they are just like fascinating. I was listening to like the Hamilton one and oh, I, I love so Hamilton. Good. It's so clever. So good. So and really... it's not just that he's making these funny songs, he has to make these funny songs and he has to make them make sense. Yeah. And they have they have to it he just boggles my mind. Yeah, yeah. I just what's I love the, what, it what's, so much. What's, what's the biggest ball of twine? Is it biggest ball of twine in? It's Minnesota. Isn't Minnesota. It? That's right. What? That's yeah. that's my my favorites. It's such a good song. <laughs> my so, favorite is the horoscope song. I love the horoscope song. But, yeah, I've got I've got um, to get back into putting in some of him on my uh, on my playlist because he is just so good. But that is a top yeah, ten. I don't know if he plays the UK or not, but if he comes there with his. Only originals, go see it. Because I took my son a couple years ago. My cat's getting ready to walk in front of the camera. Okay, so don't worry about that. Him. I've got my little dog at my feet so that they can end up fighting each other. <laughs> I, I thought, I don't want to hear his originals because I like his his parody so yeah. much. And I had the best time at the concert. It, really? He's just amazing. Yeah, he's just a great guy. And I cut you off and I apologize. No, 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 don't. Don't. Because <laughs> I think it would be, I think it would be fun to do a to do a weird owl maybe that's one of the kind of ones we need to do when neil's on his sabbatical you see when neil's not here yeah and and, and, and we didn't know he wasn't going to be here that's so. true that's true and uh, obviously hello neil we hope you're hello, uh, neil. resting and recuperating I miss, as... I miss your voice oh bless him bless i have him. such voice crushes on both of you i oh, think dear. it's the accent that does it because i'm such an american well but... 
and as, but the thing is, we blow that all out of the water as soon as you see us, Shannon. So it's, you <laughs> that's know, not true. So just, you got, you're both adorable. Just keep your eyes closed, and that's fine. Which is weird because <laughs> that's what I say to my wife a lot of the time when we're. <laughs> <laughs> And I bet she says, Pav, you're the most handsome man I know. Oh, God, I wish she did. I really oh. wish she did. But anyway, we digress again. Let's get yes. into the let's get into the uh, um, the job at hand, which again sounds like my wife. Yeah. But anyway, let's not. <laughs> let's, uh, here we go. 80s comedy movies. So, Shannon, give us your number 10, please. OK, so this when I explain this. You might end the show very quickly. Okay. My number 10 is Spaceballs from 1987. Okay. Um, I have real mixed feelings about it. I actually just saw Spaceballs for the first time, probably Christmas night. I watched it with my son because everybody's like, 80s music, 80s movies, you have to have Spaceballs. I've never seen Star Wars, so, any Star Wars. I've, okay. I haven't seen the little Baby Yoda TV show. I, I, it, I just haven't seen it for whatever reason. I think if I'd have seen it, Spaceballs would have been much funnier than it right. was. Um, I appreciate it because it's Mel Brooks and I had to have a Mel Brooks in my list. I love John Candy. I love Rick Moranis. So I think I missed a lot of the nuance of Spaceballs. Mm. But I could see why people love it so much. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm actually, I love Mel Brooks and I love that some of his movies are some of my favorite movies of all time. But I must say, I'm not a fan of Spaceballs. Now, that might be because I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I don't. Oh, okay. I, I, I love that kind of movie, as you'll find out in my top 10. I love those spoof, stupid movies. But I don't know whether it was because it came out in, what was it, 87? So the whole, really, the whole Star Wars thing had been had been done for like four or five years by that point. So right. it was almost like it, it was a little bit too late to jump on the Star Wars bandwagon, even though obviously it was a spoof of Star Wars and all of the space movies, it just didn't do anything for me. I just didn't find oh, it okay. funny, which was really strange because I think any any kind of parody, I've seen lots of different parodies on YouTube of Star Wars that I find hilarious, but I don't know. It was just something about that. Maybe I need to watch it again. I've only ever watched it once, so maybe I need to watch it again okay. and see if there's any any funnier bits in it. But for me, I just it just... I don't know. I didn't find it particularly funny. So is that something that you normally do at Christmas then? You watch like old 80s movies or? No. Oh, right. No, I knew I was going to be on here. So it was like, we have to watch it. Oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> normally I'll, we would be watching Love Actually or I'd be watching Potter or it's like, nope, it's 80s, 80s, 80s. And my son wanted to watch certain, it's like, no, that 80s movie sucks. Oh, <laughs> Which really? Which isn't really fair. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and he's like, all right, well, let's watch. You've never seen Spaceballs. Let's watch. Let's watch it. And I'm like, all right. And then I would. He watched some that he'd never seen. He's like, okay, that was pretty good. Well, that's not bad. Then it, it, it jumped straight into your top ten. Then that's not bad. Yes, and I think it's only because of the Mel Brooks aspect because I okay. wanted. I had to have it because if not, it would have been Night Shift, which I love. Right. So it's like, no, I have to have a. Again, it was every, every day. You guys have said this a million times. Tomorrow, my list would be completely different. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate: this is my this is my list. A lot of people are going to be like, "That list really sucks," nope. and it probably does. Your list me... is absolutely right. We've always said there right. is never a wrong list. There is never right. a wrong entry in a list, apart from Neil leaving out the Ecto One from Ghostbusters in movie vehicles. That's the only <laughs> thing that's ever been wrong 
and like, I've never forgiven him for that. But then apart from, you know, but no, everybody's list is correct. So it's your, right. it's exactly what you want it to be. So, but that's a great start. Great start. Okay. My number 10, uh, starting off with a British film. Uh, it's called, it's a fish called Wanda from 1988. So this is John Cleese. This is Kevin Klein, who won the best supporting actor, uh, for his performance in this Jamie Lee Curtis, who is hilarious um, in it? Michael Palin as well. Uh, have you seen this movie? I have not. Can right. you believe I have not? I need to see it because I love everybody in it. Right. I, there's no excuse for why I haven't seen it. I just at 54, I should have seen it, and I haven't. Yeah, so. it's it's a very it's a very clever movie, which you would expect from John Cleese, and he's mm-hmm. he's maybe not dialed up as much as Basil Fawlty. But he is so good in it. There is one scene where he strips for Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis gets turned on by foreign language, a bit like you, Shannon, gets turned on by foreign languages. Um, And he does a strip while he's doing it. And it's a very famous one. He apparently, as you could probably see by his body, he worked out a hell of a lot so that he would look good on, on camera. And so while he's talking Russian and taking, you know, his, his underpants off and his socks off, Jamie Lee Curtis is sort of writhing around upstairs, rubbing herself on anything that she can find because she's getting absolutely turned on by John Cleese talking oh, wow. Russian. So it's a really good um, sort of heist caper kind of movie. Um, again, Kevin Klein won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar for uh, his performance in it. And he is just a psychopath, but he is... It's so funny. Um, and Michael okay. Palin, again, plays a like a stuttering um, stooge for the main villain. Um, but, but it's such a good movie that it's a good romp. And um, I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's on my list. Excellent. It's nice to know you have a list now. This is what we like I everybody do. to have a list. They got homework. <laughs> okay, then, yeah. Shannon, you're number nine, then, please. So my number nine, and I have to say, I'm just looking through. I, as a typical American, I have all American movies, so I Fine. apologize for that. They are all American. Yeah. Um, my number nine has one of my favorite actors. Uh, he'll show his face again earlier or uh, higher up in my list, but it's Johnny Dangerously uh, oh. from 1984. Um, it's a great movie to begin with, but the swearing by Richard Dimitri, is that his name, who played um, Maroney? the farting ice hole and you cork sucker. And I mean, that alone gets it on my list. Um, I rewound it over and over because I just found him so funny. Um, Peter Boyle is great at it. Um, what, what was his, I can't remember his mother's name, but the fact that they were so oblivious to the fact that he was a, a mobster through the whole movie. It's like, are you kidding me? It's so obvious. The only part I didn't like about Johnny Dangerously is Mary Lou Retton. And a, no, not Mary Lou Retton. She's a gymnast. No, Mary Lou Henner. That's her name. Mary Donna Lou Henner, Pinky. that's right. Um, I'm not a big fan of hers. She, she kind of annoys me. But I just think that, again, the swearing alone made that movie perfect for me. I just thought, it, and I still will say, you fart an ice hole when I'm driving down the street and somebody <laughs> annoys me. I just, it just makes me laugh. It, it's silly and it's just dumb fun. Yeah, um, Michael Keaton, of course. This was pre-Batman Michael Keaton, wasn't yes. it? Um, it was pre-Beetlejuice. It, it might have been after Night Shift, and I think it was after Mr. Mom. 
I think it oh, was. Oh, it might have been it before have been, Mr. Mom. Yeah, I don't... it might have been. It might have been. But yeah, I can remember this when this was, oh God, yeah, Dom DeLuise was in it. And he's yep. one of my absolute favourites, Dom DeLuise. Oh, I just seen that Danny DeVito was in it. I can't remember Danny DeVito being in it. Yeah, he plays the public defender, I think, or a judge. Uh, he's he's dirty. He's on the take, but they all are except for Griffin Dunn's character. That's right. Yeah, um, um, it was just it was just such a fun movie, and I revisited it in preparation for this list and it was i like, need yeah, to watch that one again i haven't seen there. that for ages it was like a gangster it, movie wasn't it it was like a yeah. spoofy kind of gangster movie but yeah it, it was, was yeah. so funny um was it joe piscopo that's right he was there yes and he plays such a douchebag that's right but it's so good it's just and i just love michael keaton michael keaton is batman he will always be batman i will fight anybody that says he's not batman but I love him as Johnny Dangerously too. Yeah, so. that is that is a great one. I honestly had forgotten about that one. I mean, I don't think it would have made my top ten, but that is such a good movie. I need to find that somewhere movie. and and watch that again. Oh, that's a great one. Okay, my number nine. Uh, we're going into the spoof world again, and we're going for Top Secret, nineteen eighty four. This was Val Kilmer, uh, okay. and it also had um, like Peter Cushing was in it, and uh, Omar Sharif was in it. And it's one of those um, like Zucker Brother spoof kind of movies, all about uh, uh, that's World War Two. But there are so many great sight gags, and you've got yes. these someone like Peter Cushing or Omar Sharif playing these dead straight, dead you know, deadpan roles. <laughs> but having so many stupid things happening to them. You've got the famous scene with Peter Cushing where everything is backwards. So they, they shot yes. the scene backwards, but then they played it normally. And it's just weird. There's no reason for it. Or he's looking through a a, a magnifying glass and he takes the <laughs> magnifying glass away and his eye is just massive. <laughs> so it's not the magnifying glass at all. Um, but the one scene is when Omar Sharif um, meets up with... Uh, I'm assuming is a spy. I think it was a spy, but he's on the corner of a street with like, um, he has like things that he's selling. So he's trying to get the information. And then when someone walks past, the guy that is trying to give him the information says, oh, try and smell my flower. And it sprays ink <laughs> into his face. And he's got all these different tricks that's playing on Omar. I know this, you know, this, you know, classic actor, Omar Sharif, who, you know, Dr. Zhivago and all these different roles. And he's right. there with like, He's got foam on his face and he's he's got his they've given him a fake cigar that blows up so his hair's everywhere. And as the guy is walking away, Omar Sharif says, oh, you forgot your um fake dog poo. That's not fake dog poo. <laughs> just the look on his face. It's just so good. It's such a oh, good I completely forgot a good, about that. Yeah, it is. Because I had I don't movie. think I've seen that since I was in high school and now it's like yeah you gotta i gotta rewatch that one too so the, the beauty of those movies is that it, you watch it like 10 times and then you watch it the 11th time and there is still stuff in the background that you've missed you know there right. are so many jokes packed in that you just you miss it you, you'll miss something every time so it's almost like watching it brand new every time because there's something new to look at it's uh, yeah, I, again it's omar sure such a great oh. uh, you know serious actor you know it's like it's beautiful uh, it really almost is. like olivier acted like a fool it yeah that's yeah that's classic yeah absolutely yeah. um okay then your number eight please shannon my number eight is okay i i wrote them down i'm leaving it but um this one i went back and forth it's uncle buck 
1989. Um, My whole list could have been John Hughes just because I'm a baby of the 80s. Um, But I said before, I love John Candy. Um, And I had either this or Stripes, this or Stripes, this or Stripes, this or Stripes. And I had to go with Uncle Buck. Um, In the beginning, he's such a buffoon and he's like, yeah, I'll take care of your kids. And there was ulterior motive. You know, it was like, get get away from my girlfriend. She's driving me crazy. And in the end, you know, he helps the surly teenager who's such a bitch to him through the whole movie. Um, Macaulay Culkin, I mean, come on. He was, I think that was before. It was. I, I, I think it before was, Home yeah. Alone. So good. Um, I just, I just think it's a great movie. And then in the end, he's just such a loving uncle and, I, you know, his brother should feel bad for not having them be part of his life. His girlfriend realizes he's not such a buffoon. He is this sweet guy that I knew that he was. I, I just love it. I just think I just and it could be just because I love John Candy so much. Mm. I just love the movie Uncle Buck. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, because they, they uh, John Candy and uh, Macaulay Culkin do that scene together where it's like quick fire. He's asking him questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they they sort of do a replay of that in Home Alone when he's talking to the the cash uh, the lady at the cash registry. Um, but right. I'm pretty sure it's it's it was a before yeah because that was the kind of movie that I think got Macaulay Culkin yeah. the role in Home Alone. I think because I was gonna I was thinking of I thought oh I have to put Home Alone but I think Home Alone came out in ninety. It did. So yes. yeah. So it was like ah I can't because I love the movie Home Alone with yeah. Joe Pesci being such a and. Daniel Stern, but it was like, nope, that can't. I can't put it on my list because it's not in the decade that we're talking about. But no. yeah, I, I had to have Uncle Buck. And I'll, I mean, John Candy was in a lot of movies in the eighties. He was in. Well, he was in Stripes, wasn't he? He, he was, was in, in Stripes. He was in Stripes. Yeah. But I grew up as a military brat, so I love Stripes. And I first saw Stripes when I was probably eleven or twelve. So it was that was my first go to. But then I watched them both, and it's like I'm not a huge Bill Murray fan. Um, that'll probably get me kicked out of america but um <laughs> he was just annoying in the movie it's in stripes it's like you you're not even a nice guy where the other ugh, what is his name harold ramis harold yeah, ramis yeah was seriously a nice guy and yeah. bill murray was just there to because he was bored he was the wise cracking uh, wise cracking yeah. fool wasn't he kind of thing that, yeah. yeah 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 and it got it, it kind of got old halfway through the movie it's like but i knew you know the they were going to oversleep and they had to rush to the parade grounds and pass the test. And But that strikes isn't my number eight, but it, it couldn't have been because like I said, it was like, and I, so I guess, Oh, and John Candy was in Spaceballs too. So he is on there my you list go. Yeah. twice. Um, but yeah, I just, I just love Uncle Buck. I think and it's a Uncle Buck really is, good is good. a, is a, um, John Hughes movie, John isn't Hughes. it? Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is. I, I I think I've only ever seen it once, and that was like years and years ago. I need to re- revisit Uncle Buck, I think, because I'm a, I I love John Candy as well. Yeah, I just, he's just one of those. I think guys. he's a national treasure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and it's one of those ones where you think, God, I wonder what he would have been doing oh, now God. if he was doing, yeah. you know, still alive. But uh, okay, great one, number eight. Uh, my number eight uh, is a movie that was in my. I've had it in a couple of top tens before, 1983, and it's Trading Places. Eddie Murphy. Dan Aykroyd, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis again, uh, Denholm Elliott. It is just one of the greatest um, written comedies ever. And Dan Aykroyd is just is very, very clever with comedy. Eddie Murphy at his absolute best, I, I think. And it's got, and it's, it's, 
it's an adult movie as well. It's got you know it's got a, a, a bit of um, uh, nakedness in it, a bit of naughtiness in it, but mm. it's just so close. Apart from the fact that I have no idea how they earn their money at the end with the buying and the selling and uh, <laughs> stocks and shares, I still I've watched that movie God knows how many times and I still don't understand how they made all their money and how they lost all their money. But I kind of put that aside because it is just a funny revenge movie as well, if you like, at the end. Yes. Um, but I would, I would, if you've never seen Trade in Places, I don't know whether it would. See, these are the kind of movies that I wish I could get my my 22-year-old son to watch to see how he feels. I know how he feels about one of them, which when I get to, um, I'll get to it. But these kind of movies, I don't know whether they age well or not. I'm not quite sure. But at yeah, the same I don't time, know, but it's such a great movie. Yeah, I mean it. it it's not on my list, it, but it. I mean, Eddie Murphy owned the eighties. Yes, you know, he was just everywhere. Um, and I have him in here. I have him up on the list. And there were so many movies. It's like Trading Spaces was good. Not Trading Spaces. Trading Places was good. Forty Eight Hours was yeah. good. You've got the Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. You've got. The coming to America. I mean, he was just everywhere in the eighties, and it was really hard to to narrow it down. And I do, I do love the um, trading places, but it's like uh, it was kind of mean. I thought in a way, and you know, I'm a girl, so it's like, it was. Oh, you it, know, because it, because it, it was a bet, right? It's like I bet this bub can do better than you, or something like that. Yeah. Right? That's how, so two that's old two old millionaires have a one dollar bet to see if these two guys, one guy from the streets and one guy with privilege could swap places and um one says no it wouldn't be able to work and then the other one said yes it would and yeah. and then uh yeah it's just, but it's got so many for personally for me it's got moments that if i was to say what they are it's not funny but there are certain right. there are certain moments that whenever i see these little snippets of things just make me piss myself laughing it yeah. just genuinely does but uh go and watch it just go it is comedy at the the highest level uh although i'm only... with you though i tried to get my 25 year old son to watch it and i mean well he was 24 at the time because he turned 25 on christmas right and i'm like let's just watch it and he's like i don't want to watch it and i'm oh, like right but you're gonna like it and he's like i don't want to watch it and i'm like do you just not want to watch an eddie murphy movie and he's like no i just don't want to watch that eddie murphy movie. oh right. And I'm like, okay so maybe if we'd have watched that eddie murphy movie instead of the one we did watch yeah 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 it would have been on here but the one that we did watch has to be on here because it's okay. so phenomenal. But, okay, fair but enough. But I mean, he's Eddie Murphy. He's just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, then your number seven then, please, Shannon. All right, my number seven, I don't know. Oh, I just pulled a gray hair out of my hair. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I don't know if it's going to count because it's a rom-com, but again, I'm a girl. I was no, a girl. It's a comedy. I'm a woman. Yeah. I think it's a comedy. It's When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, of course it's a comedy. 1989. Yeah. Um, I think that question still stands. Can men and women just be friends without one of them wanting to sleep with the other? I think in the movie, Billy Crystal was saying the man will always want to sleep with the woman. But it's 2024, so now I'm saying one of them is going to want to hook up. I don't know if that's true. I'm friends with a lot of guys, but I'm friends with guys that I've slept with. So, not that I've slept with a lot, but like all my exes I'm still friends with. So I think Billy Crystal might have had a point when he said that. Um I think the way Meg, Car Meg Ryan's character loosens up and isn't quite so tightly wound at the end of the movie is fantastic. Her faking it scene is, is, is just... King of legend. I mean, 
Yeah, it is. And I really don't think men can tell. Um, I, I, I just think it's a great movie. I think Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. As the best friends are, are great. I think when she's like, I'm going to be 40. And he's like, in five years. I mean, it's oh just such gosh. a great movie. Yeah. I love it. I love Rob Reiner, but um, that was Rob Reiner. It was. It? I, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, it, I yeah, think so. Yeah. It's like it you just, say, things, things of the time is that that scene when um, uh, Sally is phoning Carrie Fisher and, uh, and then Bruno Kirby yes. is getting a phone call from Billy Crystal. And you think, oh my God, they got phones by the side of the bed. And it's like, you know, where they'd be texting each other now. It'd be, you know. Exactly. Or you know, FaceTiming I, or Snapchatting. Or, I, I just, I think it's so great. And then when he comes at the party and it, I just, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. And she's like, is one of us a dog in this scenario? I, I just, I love it. I've seen it so many times. And. It's when Meg Ryan was at her best, I think. She in the eighties, she was just she was just the go to girl for rom coms. And yeah. I just I love it. I love that movie I, so I, much. I prefer that one way more than things like Sleepless in Seattle or You've Got Mail. Yes. I, I it's it's such a good movie. But that is yeah, a good one. And absolutely that's so a comedy. Good. Yeah. When he's okay. uh, when they're 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 driving off to college at the start. And he's eating the grapes, and he and he spits the the grape seeds, and, and then I'll, I'll I'll wind the window down. He says, <laughs> "It's so good." And she was so uptight in that first scene. Oh my god, like, yeah. This is the way my life's going to be, and this is who I'm going to marry. And, da, 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 da. and it was like your life would just. That's not how life works, Meg. I can't remember yeah. the character. Oh, her. Um, Sally. I can't remember her name. <laughs> her name's Sally. Let me guess. His name's Harry. Is that? I think name? it was. Yeah. What a dumbass. Let me and check the online. Vignettes of the of the little of the older couples that are like, this is how we met. I just uh, I have to go watch it again because yeah. I just love it so it's much. Such a good, such movie. a great movie. Yeah. So yes, that was my number. Your number seven. seven. Yes, my number seven. We're going back with a crazy, uh, crazy movie from the wild and crazy guy Steve Martin, and it's the Man with Two Brains from 1983. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I think Steve Martin sort of owned the 70s and and most of the 80s as well when it came to comedy movies. For me personally. I'm a massive Steve Martin fan. Um, and I could have chosen a couple of his films uh, from this decade. Uh, and I may have already chosen a couple of films in my top 10 <laughs> in this decade. Um, but The Man With Two Brains, I can remember watching this when I was little and there were certain bits of it I didn't understand because it has a little bit of adult humour on it. And it was also, I was at that age, what was it, 1983? So what was I? I was, I was 14 watching this. Wow. And it was a movie that, like, you could watch with your parents because it was funny, but you saw Kathleen Turner's boob. And as a 14-year-old, that that was, you know, where, where it's not like now, kids, where you can watch porn on your phone at any moment you like. This was like, oh, my God, that is a lady's boob. What okay, am I going to do with myself? <laughs> you know, I thought, oh, my God. And Kathleen Turner obviously was one of the, the hottest women around in sort of like right. the, the, the 80s. Um, but it is so, it's Dr. Hafar, that was the name of uh, Steve Martin's character. And he was able to do brain transplants by unscrewing the top of your head and popping the brain in and then screwing it back on. And um, and Kathleen Turner is just this this man eater that is going to try and take all of the money, his money. But it is such a stupid, stupid film. But it is I so good. I've seen it. Have I you not seen I, it? Oh, my I've God. Seen, I, 
I've seen the man who wore man who wears plaid. That's him, right? Uh, dead men don't wear plaid. Yeah, dead, dead men don't yeah. wear plaid. Jerk, but the jerk wasn't in the eighties. That was the seventies. Yeah, played straight automobiles. He was one of the amigos, right? Was he was he one, one of the, the three yeah amigos? three amigos. That's yeah, right. I don't know how I've missed how I missed the man with two brains. Yeah, it is. It, you have to. It, it is so stupid in places that you just you you can't sort of go into it thinking, okay, this is a you know this is a comedy, but all of a sudden he'll be in like a a, a castle walled room, and then he'll just he'll walk straight through one of the walls because it's made out of polystyrene. It's it's very close to being like a Mel Brooks kind of movie. Okay, obviously it was okay. I think it was Carl Reiner that, that that directed it, and obviously Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks, uh, well before Carl Reiner right. passed away, were, were were you know greatest of friends. And it's it's that kind of just madcap stupid. He falls in love with a brain in a jar. Um, Fred, shut up! I'm I'm working here, Fred. Sorry, the dogs just barked. Turning your kibble, Fred. Let yes, come on, no, shut up. Um, but yeah, if you're a Steve Martin fan, I would recommend watching it because it's. Yeah, I can't I remember where it, where it made my my top ten Steve Martin films, but it would have been up there and been been quite high. So, I mean, it couldn't have been any more stupid than the jerk because I mean that is just. Oh yeah, it's the same kind of stupid thing. Uh, times two, but it's good. It's the same kind know? of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you like I the jerk, yeah. If you like the jerk, you you'll love Man with Two Brains. And getting Kathleen that Turner movie with um, oh what, with Lily Tomlin. What was the name of All of Me? All of me. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. How yeah, did I where he miss kind of get, he gets possessed, like how, oh, she gets into his body kind of thing and takes over half his body. That yeah. is really, really good as well. Yeah, thoroughly yeah. recommend that one. Um, okay, so your number six, then, please. Okay, so my number six is the one I moved from two. So. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's another John Hughes movie. It was really hard for me to pick because, again, that's when I grew up. It's The Breakfast Club. Oh, right. 1985. Okay. Um, it could have just as easily been 16 Candles, but, or Pretty in Pink, but The Breakfast Club, just the six of them in that library in detention, so different. For, you know, we have the jock, we have the burnout, we have the cra- the girl that everybody thinks is really weird. Now, I, w- I, I went to a Department of Defense school in Europe, so it, we didn't have those kind of cliques. We all kind of got along because we were all just dropped in Italy and we were all at this school together. So the burnouts and the jocks and the weird, the weird people that would have been me were all friendly. So it wasn't this rivalry between them, but to watch that movie. And I mean, Molly Ringwald was the the princess of the eighties. Um, is it a comedy? I think so. Yeah, I think does so. It. Yeah. I think it's a comedy. He thinks it's more of a teenage angst movie, which it, it probably is. But when they're, you know, the, the not the janitor, the principal is like, you know, just strolling around. He's in the bathroom, going to the bathroom, and they're off doing whatever they're doing. They're getting high with the the poor nerd, from, you know. I I just I just think it's it's a great movie. I, I'm not as other movies I've gotten really super excited about. This one, I don't know if it just speaks to me. It speaks to my heart. It speaks to the teenager in me. And it's like, you know, they for those kids, this was serious. This, mm. You know, that their parents are like, eh, it's nothing. But when you're 16, 17, 18, and you're in high school, it's everything, you know? And and the part, I don't remember who it was that said it. Was it it might have been Judd Nelson. When you see me in the, in the hall on Monday, you're not going to say hi to me, yeah. you know? I'm yeah. not going to say hi to you. And Brian, the Michael, oh, 
I can't think of anybody's name today. But the one that played the nerd, he's like, yeah. well, I'll say hi to you. Well, but don't, because then I'll have to make fun of you. And But for that one day, they were a group of friends. And mm. it just it yeah. just makes me cry every time. I hadn't seen it um, until about maybe three or four years ago. And I couldn't yeah. believe, and I watched it, and I couldn't believe. It's one of those movies that there are certain scenes that have been just... Um, spoofed in pop culture whether it's simpsons or i thought oh my god that's where that bit comes from and that's right. where that bit and there were so many bits in it that you think god that has been in so many different sitcoms and cartoons and and animation series that, they, that it's, it's iconic with just certain setups and certain scenes and i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed yeah. it as a movie because i hadn't like say I, I, I call myself a film fan and it took me like 50 years. Well, not maybe not 50 years. What, do you, what year did it come out? In 1985, was it? 1985, 1985. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, it took me 30-odd years, to 40 years maybe, to, to actually sit down and watch it. But it was, I really, really enjoyed it. It was such a good movie. Yeah, and I think if you're a person of a certain age, which I am, that when somebody says The Breakfast Club, it just takes you back to where you were when you saw it. And, mm. Well, it might be different for you because you saw it four years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. It took me right back to four years ago. <laughs> I saw it on a videotape in Italy with my friends, and it was just, it takes me back, right back to that spot. And yeah, it, yeah. again, John Hughes, at his best, I think, um, some may think Ferris Bueller is better, but did John Hughes, I don't know, did he, I don't know that he directed Ferris Bueller, did he? Um, good question. I, I know he wrote it. I think um, because I was I was watching the the movies that made us on Netflix and it said they were talking about Home Alone and they mentioned that he wrote Ferris Bueller in seven days. I mean, what kind of brain does that? Yeah, that's know? crazy. And Ferris Bueller's a good movie, but it's no Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, written by John Hughes and directed by John Hughes. Ferris oh, Bueller. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So that is my number. It was my number two. It's now my number six. Number six. Okay, my number six. I and mean, the reason that we're doing all of this, um, is, I said earlier on, I'm a massive Dom DeLuise fan. And and when Dom DeLuise is paired with Burt Reynolds, they are... <laughs> it's the cannonball run, isn't it's it? The, it's the cannonball run. Sorry. It is the cannonball <laughs> run. Because I was looking everywhere to, to, to find that it wasn't on any of the streaming services. It wasn't on any of the, I couldn't find it anywhere. You couldn't buy it on Apple. Um, and then I found there's a, there's an app called Pluto TV. And I don't know if you have that um, yeah. over in America and it's just free TV. And I was just scrolling along because sometimes I'll put Laurel and Hardy on there. I thought, oh, all of a sudden, said the cannonball run i went you're joking and i started playing and i watched and i i, I um, put it up onto my big tv so i like transferred it onto my big tv and i just had the the greatest hour and a half i've had for a long long time and because you have like the bloopers at the end which is famous because it's just yeah. some of the greatest bloopers you've ever seen but the movie Again, there's bits of it that you probably won't get away with these days. They might say it's a little bit racist and all that kind of stuff. But it is such a funny movie. Yes. And I was, and I, then I was thinking, if they remade that today, I mean, like, who would play the Burt Reynolds part? And who would play the Dom DeLuise part? I kind of feel it would be like a George Clooney or something would play the, the Burt Reynolds part. And maybe, 
I don't know, Zach Galifianakis could maybe play mm. the, you know, and and would they make a movie like that? Like, it probably end up costing. I mean, I suppose the nearest thing would maybe be Ocean's Eleven, where they've brought or the Avengers. I suppose they've brought a lot of maybe. famous people in. But if you've never seen it, it's just I just I just enjoyed the hell out of it, and I thought I gotta try and do a top ten where I can at least portray my <laughs> love, my love for That's this movie. That's so funny. Because if I, because I was trying to, again, I was trying to find it. I never thought to look at Pluto because um, I wanted to revisit it because I knew I loved it growing up. I thought it was hilarious. Same thing. Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds together are just pure magic. Yeah. And all the stars that they had, they were, you know, 70s and 80s stars like um, Adrian Barbeau. And, but it was, so, I can't even think of who. They could get to play it if they made it today. Yeah. That would compare. It, to it who just they would, had it, obviously then. it wouldn't wouldn't be the same. But you've got yeah, you've got Roger Moore, you've got yeah. um, Jamie Farr's in it, you've got um, uh, Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. It, it, it's, it's you know it it's is, movie perfection. It, it, it is truly, truly is. And again, I don't think for for if my son went to watch it, he's not going to know who any of these right. people are. So it's not going to mean anything to them, but. You know, people like Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. are legends. You know, I mean, right. I, I I'll, I'll watch on YouTube some of the the Jerry Lewis telethon or whatever, you know because they would they would roll on stage. Dean Martin would be pissed <laughs> as a fart. Sorry to bring farts back into it, but they would just go on there. Him and Frank Sinatra would just start singing a song, and it's just they're legendary. You know, they're legendary yeah. entertainers, and to see that, and like I say, for the. Uh, uh, the Patreon uh, uh, subscribers, I'll put in the video playlist the bloopers, the very famous bloopers. You know, I'll shove these bleeds up your nose. Oh, <laughs> these, these bleeds, yeah. It's just yeah, a, it's, such it a, is good a great movie. movie. And again, um, I was going to put it on my list if I could have revisited it, but since I couldn't rewatch it, it's like I can't, it's not making the list. But there you go. Okay, that was my number six. Now, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's time for this. Pop quiz, hot shot. Yes, it's quiz time. So what I've got here, Ugh. Shannon, what I've got here is I've taken the taglines from the posters of some okay. 80s comedy movies. You need to tell me what the comedy movie is. Okay? Okay. Here we go. Number one. One man's struggle to take it easy. One man's struggle to take it easy. Is it Mr. Mom? Pop quiz. Oh, wrong, shot. wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> Is that one? It's not. It's Ferris okay. Bueller's Day Off. Oh, man. We just talked we about it. We just talked about it. Okay, number two. <laughs> the Heat Is On. Uh, that is Beverly Hills Cop. It is. Well done. Number three, he survived the most hostile and primitive land known to man. Now all he's got to do is make it through a week in New York. Crocodile Dundee. Well done. It is. Very good. Okay. Number four, he's hip, he's slick, and he's only three months old. Look who's talking. Yes, she's on fire. She's on fire. Number five, the world's richest playboy. I'm going to say Brewster's Millions, but I'm sure that's wrong. It was Arthur. With, um, oh, and I love Dudley, Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. Okay, number six, keep an eye out for the funniest movie about growing up ever made. Big? No, it was Porky's. Oh. Porky's. <laughs> the only thing I remember from Porky's is when he stuck his stick in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, that's the only bit you remember, Shannon. Of course. <laughs> okay. I okay. drifted off there, but okay. <laughs> Number seven. Uh, what's slower than a speeding bullet and able to hit tall buildings at a single bound? Okay, this has to be a spoof movie. Is it The Naked Gun? Uh, uh, it was Airplane. Uh, oh, man. And no. they, I'm gonna, you're going to uh, kick me in the ass when yeah. we get closer to the top of this <laughs> list, I guarantee you. Number eight, he's crude, he's crass, he's family. That's Uncle Buck. That is Uncle Buck. Well done. Number nine, have you ever had a really big secret? Is that big? It is big. Well oh. done. And the last one, meet the only guy who changes his identity more than his underwear. Meet the only guy that changes his identity more than his underwear. Um, is that coming to America? It's not. It's Fletch. Oh, man. With Chevy Chase. I just Chase. watched the new, new Fletch. Oh, did you? Shit. That was pretty good. <laughs> was it good? With, with John Hamm. It, That's right. It, I mean, just looking at John Hamm is enough, but I, I did pretty good. That used that information rolling around 60%, in my head. You got 60% there. Right. That's not bad. I, uh, that's that's a win, I say. I feel like I'm back in high school. 60%. Well, 
Well you don't done. apply yourself, Shannon. You could have done so much better. <laughs> Hey, uh, I, I right just thought I, I was afraid I wouldn't get even one right. So that I was, was good. I was pretty happy that was good. That. Very good indeed. Okay, back to the job in hand again. Uh, your number five, then, please. Oh, so my number five is Michael Keaton again from 1988, and it is Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh. Beetlejuice. Don't say it again. Oh, you said it again. Okay. <laughs> I want him to show up. I love him. <laughs> He's, he is going to show up sometime this year. He is. Yes, for, um, the, for the sequel. Yes, I'm excited to see it. Um, I so uh, when I when this movie came out, it was 1988. I just graduated from high school. Um, I graduated in Italy. My dad was in the military. Uh, he got transferred immediately after graduation. So I went from Italy to Turkey. I didn't know hardly anybody in Turkey. A friend of mine who was a male friend who I ended up marrying to go back to Harry Met Sally, divorced him a year later, but um, we went to see Beetlejuice. And it just, it was a military base theater. You There's one option, you don't get any other options. Um, and we were tired of just going out on the town, drinking and being stupid. So we decided to go see this movie and I fell in love with it. I I just, Michael Keaton was so good at it. And I know people are like, oh, he's creepy. He was trying to get a, with a 15 year old yeah that is creepy and but in 1988 you didn't see it as creepy it was just funny you know you knew it wasn't real it was just make-believe on, yeah. on a movie screen um i think winona Ryder was fantastic the deo scene yeah what more can you say um i i just <laughs> i just think it was such a clever movie it was such a good idea i think gina davis and alec baldwin were fantastic as the newly dead the when they go down and they're waiting and the you know there's a lady that's cut in half and half of her smoking and her legs are crossed there's yeah. a girl that the smoke's coming out of her throat there's the football team it i i i just love it and in the end you know lydia gets to hang out with beetlejuice and have her part of the house and her parents get to have the bottom half i just i think it's a great movie mm. with the, the wicked stepmother played by Catherine O'Hara. I, I, I just love that movie so much, yeah. and I'm so excited for the, the sequel to come out. I, I hope the sequel's good. I mean, the, 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 I the track record of like these sequels coming out like years after the first film is not is not good. But but then again, I mean, Tim Burton is coming back, isn't he? And and obviously yeah. Michael Keaton is back, and is I think Winona Ryder is going to be in it as well. Catherine O'Hara, I, think I believe be so. In it. Yeah, so I think you know until obviously we see a trailer and stuff, but I'm I am looking forward to. It. I I love it Beetlejuice as well, but it, it didn't make my top ten. Um, but it's one of those. I think the it, only thing that didn't age well in that movie is the guy that played her dad because he ended up being a, that's, or a pedophile. That's right. You they say in your neck of the woods. That's right. Um, he he and he but he was in Ferris Bueller too. I think yeah. he's just a sketchy guy, and we'll just forget that part of the movie. That's and right. we'll just we'll focus on Beetlejuice wanting to hook up with a 15 year old yes. first of all he's dead <laughs> so he's not really an old creepy guy no um, I just and again that's another one I don't know that that concept could be made today because of that but it's it's not real people it's a movie you know I, let's just enjoy it for what it was and not tear it apart and the thing is like with um like the dad in it, it it does when you do watch it you do sort of have that little icky feeling because you think of yes. what ha what he did afterwards um and it but it's like that with any i mean well with what with what's at my number five 
you watch that now and you think, so my number five is The Naked Gun, um, 1988. But OJ Simpson's in it. <laughs> and you think, oh my God. So as much, and I do, I anything with Leslie Nielsen in, Leslie Nielsen to me is a comedy god. He, he didn't set out to be a comedy god. He was setting out to be a serious actor doing Shakespeare and God knows what. But he, for me, is one of, if not the funniest people I've ever seen on screen, Leslie Nielsen. And it's yeah. all because he plays it dead, as deadpan and serious as possible. Um, and as, as much as the other Naked Gun movies aren't as funny as the original one, they are still crammed full of great jokes. And, and, but it's the same thing. You, you watch The Naked Gun, or all of them, because O.J. Simpson's in all of them, I think. Yes. Uh, and then you sort of go, ooh, ooh that's O.J. Simpson. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't enjoy this movie as much. But then that's, <laughs> it's, it's completely separate from what he did in his personal life. You know, you look it at is. it. But it's that age-old thing of, of can you enjoy music from people that are you know sketchy and it's separating the person from their art and it's a hard thing to do but i think i think it's something especially when it comes to movies because again they're made at a different time to when these people have done whatever it is they've done but, right obviously if they were putting oj simpson in a movie today it wouldn't happen no but nobody could i mean nobody would even fathom that that would no. that he would do that you know what i mean I, and i just i think leslie nielsen as is, is his name fred drummond i know his last fred, name yeah uh, frank frank drummond frank is he is just he's fantastic yeah. he is i i like him you must like him because he always had that fart machine too That's exactly that, you know <laughs> classically had this fart machine but i just think he is so funny mm. and i'm with you though you know the second number three of them right were there three there were three guns? yeah yeah there's uh, the second gun, third two and a half were... and 33 and a third was the was the yes. third one with anna nicole smith was in the third yes. one the second two weren't as good, no. but they were still funny. They were still and funny. I'm with you. You throw Leslie Nielsen in anything, yeah. and the movie may suck, but he's going to be fantastic in yeah. it. That he he yeah. ended up doing a lot of these spoof movies. He did like a Die Hard spoof movie and a, a obviously Dracula Dead and Loving It, which was a Mel Brooks uh, a yes. spoof movie. Um, Repossessed, which was a, a an exorcist. And, and like you say, a lot of them weren't good movies, but there were some real funny bits in them. And it was mainly. Was he in Reanimated? Was that, was he in that movie? A um, reanimation, I think it was called. I, For some reason, I want to so, think he was in it, but no, maybe not. He might have done because I know that he ended up doing a hell of a lot of like, yeah. straight and the movie sucked. And yeah, yeah, but he was but always he great. He was fantastic. I yeah. just I loved him so much. Yeah, and I and on the video playlist for our Patreon top heads, I will put uh, some of the bits where he had the fart machine when he'd go to a uh, he'd be out doing an interview with somebody and he'd say mm -hmm. something very dry. All of a sudden, there'd be a fart, and and then he'd be like, everyone'd be like, going, "What what just happened there?" And he'd be just yes. completely straight faced, as if you know, what 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 are you laughing at? What are you laughing? Yeah, at? what is so funny? What oh, is, is, what is, is going on? Yeah, but I, I know when I showed my son. Um, or when we, I didn't show it to him, but we watched The Naked Gun. And he looked, and he's like, is that O.J. Simpson? And I'm like, it, it yeah, is. Yeah. But this is it's, long before that happened. Can you and have, I, I can separate, like, I still like J.K. Rowling. I know yeah. I probably shouldn't. I, I like her books. I don't know that yeah. I like her personally, no. but her books, I love. Yeah. And, you know. 
It's, it, it, you imagine what the kids, the kids must think of us. They say, my God, what did you used to watch when you were younger? Because you're watching murderers and paedophiles <laughs> and... That's all you used to watch. I mean, God, no wonder everyone's yeah, fucked up. And racist. We're <laughs> racist, watching movies that with yeah. racism in them. It's like, oh, yeah, but, but it's a different why Gen time. X guys are just like, we're just like, leave us alone. Yeah. You know, quit bitching about everything and leave us alone. Let us watch our movies. Listen, let our let us listen to our music and just fuck off <laughs> and leave us alone. USA, USA, USA. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drag us into your pity parties and making everything bad. I mean, and the world is bad. It's a America is is a trash can on fire right now. Don't worry, we're a trash can right next to you in the UK. (laughs) So don't worry. It's it's everybody everywhere is like that. And the thing, like you say, the thing is, is the world. If you if you if everybody just watched the news, it would just be. Everybody would just just give up i'm pretty sure they would uh, yeah so so again like say watching for me something like the cannonball run it takes me back to when i was 12 13 14 yeah. and everything seemed a lot more simpler and i know that there were th- obviously all there's always things going on in the world doesn't matter what year i can't remember what i was watching i was watching something from the 70s and they were complaining about unemployment about the fact yes. that nobody's getting pay rises. And I thought, well, nothing's changed. It's the same. Nothing has changed. Every decade, it's the same. There's wars, people aren't getting paid enough, and the governments are screwing the, the normal people over. It exactly. happens every generation. It's just got a different, it's got different skin and, you know, skin on the bones, you know? Yeah. So just yeah, enjoy what you, you, what you like and don't hurt anybody, and then everything's fine. You know? Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. Agreed. I 100% agree. There you go. Okay, your number four then, please, Shannon. So my number four is Coming to America. Okay, I thought that might be your, your Eddie Murphy one. Yes. Um, I just Him doing all those parts alone is is just... When, when I, I, I hate to keep bringing up my son, but that was the... I was like, let's watch Trading Places. Trading Places. And he's like, I don't want to watch Trading Places. I'm like, all right, well, you can pick between um 48 hours beverly hills cop coming to america and he's like let's watch coming to america and i didn't tell him that eddie played all the parts until the very end of the end he's like he was the jewish guy and i'm like he was the jewish guy (laughs) and and he he's like well that couldn't happen today because they would say a jewish guy should play the jewish guy exactly and i haven't seen the second one i i just i don't know that i want to because the first one is just perfection in my eyes i don't know that i want to I don't want it ruined by seeing the second one. And yeah, being disappointed. yeah. I think well, I, I just, think I watched the second one, and I honestly can't remember anything about it. Really? Yeah, that's that's oh, kind that's of so it was like that was kind of like just one of those it was one of those movies. That I watched it, and then oh. like a, a week later, I thought oh, I need to watch Coming to America too. Oh no, I have watched it. I have watched it. <laughs> oh, so no! it, like it was there was nothing in it that stayed with me at all. So I was yeah that's so sad yeah and the first one obviously has got um the two brothers in it from trading places yes just that that, t- that little that t- in, yeah the the, the little uh, did, cameo like, in there i'll ruin one of my shows but yeah. in the end they're like oh look at this they gave us all this money yeah we're <laughs> back we're back mortimer we're back yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's so sad about the second one that's i'm glad i haven't watched it then because because the first one was, it, and why? Why come back to it? Well, this is what I was saying about Beetlejuice. It's like it's been so long 
what's the reason to come back to it and it's, it needs money. to be really good so, yeah well money is the thing isn't it money yeah is the thing. yeah and that is that sometimes that's just not worth it it's not ruining it's not worth ruining the perfection that was coming to america by doing it yeah i, I yeah i'm glad i didn't watch it i'm not yeah. going to and but there's supposed to be another beverly hills cop coming out too i don't know if it's there is next year um is that gonna be rude is that gonna be i don't know because i, I saw the well? trailer i saw the trailer for it and yeah. i'm not sure is, is, is it a movie or is it a tv series i'm not quite sure I thought it was a movie. Is it a movie? Maybe for Prime, maybe for one of the streaming services. Oh, Fred, what's Fred, the matter? What is wrong with you? Hey, he's had all his treats, you see. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Just stay there, okay? We're at number four. Stop We're running. almost there, Fred. <laughs> We're almost there. Um, okay, my number four. Now, this brings in uh, one of my loves, Steve Martin, one of your loves, um, John Candy, for Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um this movie has absolutely everything as far as I'm concerned. It's got stupid comedy. It's got really clever comedy. It's got heart. It'll make you cry. It is, um, it's a Thanksgiving movie, isn't it? It's not, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie, right. but it's Steve Martin is the uptight one in this. John Candy is the one that I always feel that like, um, uh, I've, I can always relate to John Candy in this. Is that like you? You just want everybody to like you, don't you? And you'll do what you can, be nice to everybody, and then hopefully everybody be nice to you. Um, right. And it's got an amazing soundtrack. I remember I bought the soundtrack. There's a song by um, the Dream oh, wow. Dream Academy, which is the which is the music at the end when Steve Martin realizes that John Candy has been basically telling him pork pies all through the thing and that his wife spoilers that his wife has died and that he's on his own and that's the music that's yeah. playing and it is just a beautiful movie and it is so f and I, it always gets me at the end it always makes me cry at the end but it is so funny there are some great yeah, great moments in there um steve martin going off on his uh i want a fucking car and i want it fucking now <laughs> four fucking wheels and a seat and he just he loses it he loses it at the uh, at the counter um yeah it's such a great movie yeah that is a good movie it's not on my list i think because steve martin is so unlikable for so much of the movie and i like him so much yeah 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 it's like ah i, I and i love john candy but I'll, i'm gonna have to rewatch it he definitely I, sort of played against type a little bit he was more that yes. steve martin was more the straight man in that whereas he's normally the laughs are coming the from him yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which was a nice so, little yeah. change nice little change but uh, yeah that's good okay you're number three then please shannon so my number three is beverly hills cop oh okay <laughs> 1984 uh again eddie murphy owned the 80s i think um yeah. again it was hard it could have been 48 hours it could have been trading places it was Beverly Hills Cop. I, I, I could talk myself out of it right now because I liked 48 Hours so much. I think in the end, I liked Judd Reinhold a little bit better as a co-star than I did Nick Nolte. But God, that's a good movie, 48 Hours. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love 48. Just rewatch Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, he he will always be Axel Foley to me. I just <laughs> when you played in the beginning, it's like I got thrown out of a window yeah. and you're arresting me. What? <laughs> What are you doing? I and I had forgotten so much of the movie. Like I'd forgotten that his friend got killed, and that's how he ended up in Beverly Hills. Uh, 
I, I just, I just a great movie. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a great movie. Perfect vehicle for someone like Eddie Murphy in it. Cause he can just riff. He can just go off and do that Eddie Murphy kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and he's so he good at it. He was still so young. He yeah. was like, what, 23, 24? Yeah, something but like that. When you that. think he was 19 when he signed for Saturday Night Live, it's like, you know, and, and his raw and delirious. I forget the other one. They are filthy. I mean, yeah. they're so filthy and so homophobic. But in the 80s, they were hilarious. That's I mean, what they it were was. Just yeah. Funny. Yeah. You know, I went, like, I went to the cinema. I got some ice cream. You, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people still quote it. People of a certain age. It's yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I went to I the cinema so to see. I went to the cinema to see Raw. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, and it was it was crazy because I'd never seen uh, like a, a stand up comedy thing up on a big screen before, and it was just yeah. really strange. But like you say, it was it was filthy. It was yeah. so like un PC. It was just um, like, but it was, God, it was it was so funny. funny, so funny. Well, that's like there's one part of Beverly Hills Cop where they're on Rodeo Drive and he sees you know, these guys walking by and these one hundred percent leather outfits and he's like, oh. it's like, dude, that's what you're wearing in your stand up. <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, that's what you were wearing. Yeah, I, I just I think it's so funny. Like the red, it's... the red leather. You had the red leather yes. one with like, yeah, with the V. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I don't know if that was a nod to the delirious. I'm sure. it, one of them had on red and the other one had on purple. Yeah. I just, I just think Beverly Hills Cop is a great movie, and I, I like the second one. There were only two? Or was no, there, there, was, there was there was three. A, yeah, there was three. Oh, that yeah. I don't think I've ever I've ever seen the third one. But again, they um, had the, the the diminished sort of yeah quality as they as they went on. Yeah. So when I saw the the previews for the, I think it is a movie for streaming. I kind of got excited and I kind of got, oh, is it going to be any good? Because I don't want to ruin the the crush I have on the first one. Because the first one will always be my favorite. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Uh, my number three, um, apart from Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise as a duo uh, in the 80s uh, that were like my favourites, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder were also massive favourites of mine. And Stir Crazy from 1980, it just <laughs> crept in there. But one of the greatest comedy films ever. Uh, Gene Wilder, hero of mine, Richard Pryor, oh, yeah. them two together. Uh, Silver Streak, I think, was the first movie oh they did God, together. Oh, my God, is perfection. Is, is fantastic. That's right. I, I, I love Silver Streak so, so good. Much. But Stir Crazy has so many moments in it where I just, it is just so funny. funny when they're, they've been they've been sent to prison for a crime <laughs> they didn't commit um, and they get end up having to work all day and Richard Pryor is trying to get into bed to get to his pillow because every every like sinew of his body is aching and he's going pillow pillow and he's trying to get it's just hilarious and richard and, and like i say gene wilder is just i don't think i've ever seen gene wilder do anything bad he's just he can do no wrong fantastic is, and everything yeah um it's just it is a, such a good and it's a it's a, a prison break movie in the end it's kind of yeah sort of like a, a, a and because also becomes a sports movie because there's a rodeo he's a rodeo um <laughs> in a rodeo competition and all that kind of stuff uh, it's just great and if you ever get a chance to see it i'm not sure again if you can see it anywhere online but 
but but watch it because it's just class. yeah i do remember i do remember watching it it's a, it's a good movie good okay it's you're no number... silver streak it's... but it is a good movie yeah and then they did <laughs> they did um see no evil hear no evil, hear no evil. um yeah. and then they did another one called i think another year or something which was was terrible because richard Pryor was really ill um and really oh, yeah. really thin and it was it wasn't a good movie at all but see no evil hear no evil's got some good moments in it um okay yeah okay your number two then please shannon so my number two, once you hear me gush about it, you're going to wonder why it's not my number one. But my number two is Big from 1988. Okay. Um, I just rewatched it right before this show because it's like, because I, I don't remember what top 10 you guys were doing, but you were talking about how uh, problematic it is with the whole Susan and Josh having sex. And I'm going to state, I, I, I will. this is a hill I'm willing to die on. Josh was... 30 when they had sex he was not 13 mentally he was a 13 year old but susan didn't know and she was in love with him and that's fair enough uh, i will fight for susan even though she was a complete bitch in the beginning um i, I just i love mercedes rule as the mother i love the best friend character billy who dropped everything when josh needed him once he convinced him that he was indeed josh i love that billy called him on his shit at the end when it's like I'm your best friend. What's more important than that? And it's like, here's the list. Do what you want with it. Um, I think Tom Hanks was fantastic. He, you really believed he woke up that morning and was a grown up. When he looked down his pants, I thought it was hilarious <laughs> because what boy would it? I, I, I just, I think it's such a great movie. I think he just was such a kid in it. He's such a great actor to begin with. But this was early on. And, you know, this mm. was not too long after Bosom Buddies. Splash, another one that could have been in my movie because I love Tom Hanks so much. Um, and again, Elizabeth Perkins playing Susan. I think she was so great at looking. Con- oh, hello. Sorry, I have to bring it. That's she keeps. Okay. He's, he's just she was so confused there. by him, and then when she realizes that he is indeed what he was saying is, "I'm a, I'm a kid." He really is a kid, and mm. the look on her face of. I get it. Everything makes sense now. The jumping on the trampoline, the giving her the ring at the end of the night, him turning the light back on when she takes her shirt off because these are the first boobs that he's ever seen. <laughs> I I just and then at the end there's that song they play and I know it as a a John Denver Christmas song, but the one that goes do 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 makes me cry every time. Uh, it was my number six, but after rewatching it, it's like, it's got to go. It's, I got to move it up to number two because I just love it so much. And you're going to, why isn't it my number one? Because my number one's been my number one since I saw it. And yeah. I, it, I, it has to be my number one. But Big, I adore Big. Mm. I think that whole I, thing I that I'll, you were saying, I think he's he's obviously got, he's got the body of a 30-year-old, but the, the, the mind of a 13-year-old, doesn't he? Because like when she finds out she goes oh that makes sense that as makes if sense. like obviously right. he didn't know either he couldn't do anything at all or he didn't last very long that's probably the oh, thing but that's what i thought it's like you couldn't have gotten anything out of it because no. he had no idea what to do with what a, human, to do? a female body exactly. you know what i mean I, yeah i just i just think it's so fantastic i, yeah. I love it so much yeah i may I watch mean, it again when we get off up here because i and john heard played such a john heard, he, i mean he yeah it's like oh god it's it's just a great movie i love it so much it didn't it didn't make my top 10 but you're absolutely right it's it's one of those movies 
the, the whole piano scene, the scenes in the in yes. the toy store, so many iconic scenes in in that movie. Um, but yeah, it just it didn't make my top ten, unfortunately. But uh, well, I just saw a thing with him. He was with Hannah Waddingham. It was like a conversation with her. I don't know if she has a show in England, but they were talking about it. And he's talking specifically about the piano scene. Oh right. And he said, "You see, at the end of it, I kind of like rearranged my pants." He said, "My pants were so tight, my package was just wedged <laughs> up in my body, and it was so funny because you don't really hear Tom Hanks. You know, he's such a." No clean cut kind yeah, of guy yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah. and he said you can see me rearrange my pants at the end and you, and when i watched it it's like wow you really can because he's <laughs> like it was just my pants were so tight it, it, it's like i'm gonna have I to watch it him. again now just to, just to see, see that. that bit okay see that yeah i it's on disney plus oh there you, you go. There you go. Yeah, and if if I, I can, I just, I'll, I'll put that scene in the video playlist for our Patreon subscribers. There yeah, you go. Sure. Um, I can't believe we haven't had any dupes. None no. of mine have been on yours and none of yours. You know what? Mine, I've got a funny feeling I, that our number one might be the same. I've got a funny feeling. I might be wrong, I, but we'll see. I, I, we'll I see. think so too. What's your number two? My number two is National Lampoon's Vacation from 1983. Yeah. Uh, Chevy Chase again. I, I think every, anything he does is funny, um, whether he yeah. means it to or not. Um, I think by the sounds of it, he's a little bit of a douchebag yeah. now. Uh, but there <laughs> a you knob, go. A knob, as you guys would say. Yeah, a knob. Yeah, he's a bit of a knob. Um, but National Lampoon's Vacation. I mean, I could have gone for European Vacation as well, and Christmas Vacation is Christmas, in is yeah. this d- decade as well. But I wanted to separate that into the Christmas movies and just have National Lampoon's Vacation. Um, I could never understand why they never had the same kids in all the all the movies. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, I mean, they're the same names, but they never have the same actors in actors. Any, of, any of the four or five uh, um, vacation movies they did. But this one, when they're off to Wally World, uh, John Candy again. Candy again. A, he's the yep. security guard at Wally World at the end. Um, it's just so funny. Um, well, Eugene Levy at the end is the, uh, the start is the guy that sells him the uh, the car. You know, yeah. When you drive it, if you hate it now, wait till you drive it. He says <laughs> it's this he doesn't know where to put the petrol, you know, where to put the gas, and it's just hilarious. And the fact that he says, "Oh, come on, we're going to have a look at the route," and gets out this old computer, you know, is where they're just playing. I don't know what they're playing, asteroids or something on it. Oh, it's just so good. But it's nine, it nineteen eighty three. I think so. I think it so. It is a great ago. movie. It is so good. Yeah. And it's, it started, you know, Beverly D'Angelo is is great as well. And I think Bill Murray's brother, um, uh, Brian Dawn he's Murray. He's boss, right? He's, no, yeah. he's the boss in um, Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. He That's, plays yeah. the, uh, the the watermelon munching uh, uh, guy when they go and they, they find this place to stay and it's got a pool. And then they get to the pool and there's ducks floating on it and all kinds of crap <laughs> on the top. And he's the guy that that, that books them in. Um, oh, okay. In that bit. And that's yeah. the one where the grandmother dies, right? They that's put her right. On the back. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the back. It, is, it is funny. It oh, is a funny movie. It's just so good. Anyway, before we reveal our number ones, uh, would you like to give us your rundown from 10 to 2? And then I'll do yes. the same. Okay. So number 10, I have Spaceballs. Number nine is Johnny Dangerously. Number eight is Uncle Buck. Number nine, when no, I'm going backwards. Number seven <laughs> is when Harry met Sally. I number six is The Breakfast Club. Number five is Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I won't say it a third time. No. Nope. Number four, Coming to America. Number three, Beverly Hills Cop. 
Number two is big. Wonderful. And mine is number 10, A Fish Called Wanda. Nine, Top Secret. Eight, Trading Places. Seven, The Man With Two Brains. Six, The Cannonball Run. Five, The Naked Gun. Four, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Three, Stir Crazy. And two, National Lampoon's Vacation. So, Shannon, what is your number one comedy movie of the 80s? So my number one comedy movie of the 80s is from 1980, and it is Airplane. Yes, that's my number one as well. (laughs) It is just movie perfection. I loved it when I saw it when I was 10 years old, and I love it at 54. I think Lloyd Bridges acting like such a goofball, you know, today was the wrong day to quit sniffing glue. Today was the wrong day to quit drinking beer. I just, and then don't call me Shirley. I still oh. say it to this day. Yeah. I think Leslie Nielsen is a comedy genius. Yeah. Um, I think, I can't think of the guy's name that played Stryker. His name is Robert. Uh, Robert Hayes. Robert Hayes. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, it, in the beginning, <laughs> the autopilot, the, I mean, just all of it. It's just, it's like it's another one. You every time you watch it, it's like, holy shit! I've seen this movie twenty times. How did I not pick up on that? Exactly. The jive talking. The, yeah. It is just a perfect movie to me. It it is, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's stupid comedy. It and I knew my child was my child when he loved it the first time he saw it without any nudging from me. It is absolutely. A, per- a perfect movie yeah and for me exactly the same thing with my son is my son watched this and found it hilarious yes. and i thought it's the kind of movie i think that transcends time people are just find this fun this comedy movie funny and again there might be some bits in it that are a little bit on un- pc or whatever but funny comedy is funny comedy as far as i'm concerned yeah. and yeah. this i think this made this was in my top 10 greatest movies of all time because it is a perfect movie and completely agree with what you say i don't know how many times i've watched this movie i'll still find something in the background or to the sides that i haven't seen before that will make me laugh and i don't think there's another movie that's got so many jokes crammed in like per minute or per second than right. airplane i think they just absolutely got that one 100 right and it is it's just got so many great moments in it that yeah, you couldn't even. And I think I all. laugh just as hard now as yeah. I did the first time I saw it. It's not one that you get immune to the laughter. I it's completely just, agree. It's just funny. I, I I still picture that pilot popping up with that grin on his face yeah. after she blows him up. It, yes. It, and the guitar and the sick girl and uh, yeah. It's and when Stryker, just... Stryker's going round to each person and telling his story and they're all committing suicide in different ways and and the old it... woman's about to start throwing up. and Yes, <laughs> the sweat dripping down. It's yeah. just a perfect movie. It, it is. I mean, it was in 1980. Like, so it's how old now? Yeah, um, so it's four, 44 years old. 44, 44 years it, And it's just as good now, is it? And yeah. I think people, if I find out somebody doesn't like the movie Airplane, I kind of look at them like, What's wrong with you? There's something you know? wrong. I get it. You don't like any of the others, but airplane. How do you not like airplane? Yeah. 
There I, you go. We it. had one. We so had much. one the same, and it was the, and the one, one that matters. It was the one yeah. that matters. We finished together. Ding ding uh, ding ding. Hey, ding. Hang on, hang on. Let me get my <laughs> way, Fred. Let me. I need to ding that. I need to ding that. Uh, we've got a few yeah. honourable mentions. Let me just uh, whiz through these. So uh, at who takes socks off says probably aeroplane Ferris Bueller Police Academy and Blues Brothers. Erin Peterson said top secret with Val Kilmer all day. Uh, Janine Bender says splash. Kareem Pasta said 1980s Caddyshack. Jennifer Morgan Hookham says When Harry Met Sally. Kim Thomas Simon said Airplane, so damn funny, groundbreaking, and you sure couldn't make that movie today. Nikki Dennis, Overboard, Trading Places, Coming to America, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and Beetlejuice. Cindy Truman Bush said My personal favorite from later in the 80s is Erasing Arizona, Airplane, Vacation, Caddyshack, all hysterical. And John Nichols said, Caddyshack, Vacation, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Trading Places, and Fletch. There were so many. There were so, so many. many in the 80s. We, we could easily I mean, neither do... one of us had Back to the Future, I mean, nope. which is a great movie. Ghostbusters, which is a great movie. There's so yeah. many, so many. But I uh, wonder what Neil's number one would have been. I'm pretty Airplane? sure it would have been Airplane. I'm pretty sure yeah. it would have been Airplane. We would have had a three-way. We would have had an absolute... <laughs> What a way to have a three-way. Yeah, what a way to have a three-way. Uh, that's it, though. Yeah. We're done. We're done. We've got it done. And um, let me just... I, I was going to say all the bits, but just go on to the show notes. If you want to get in touch with us on social media, email us. If you want to become a Patreon top head like the lovely, lovely Shannon here, and you could be sitting... Well, not in her place. I mean, not at her home. You could be sitting here with me virtually doing your own episode if you wanted to come and uh, support our podcast. All the information for all of that stuff, merch, just go to the show notes and it's all there. Shannon, you've been an absolute delight. Thank you. It has been a wonderful afternoon. I have had such a great time. I great. don't know why I was nervous. You, you made me no need so comfortable from the off. Well, so. That's all that matters. And you'll come back again? Weird Al. Weird Al, Weird Al, we'll sort that out, Weird Al. Or Top 80s uh, Part 2. Part 2, maybe, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, because I'm sure the top 10, I mean, apart from my number ones, it, our top 10 could all be completely different. We could choose completely. a whole new. To- yeah. In two hours, it'll be completely different. Because I'm going to go watch A Fish Called Wanda as soon as I hang up with you. And there you go. So, everybody, thank you very much once again, Shannon. Thank you so much for your support as well. It means the absolute world to us. It literally keeps our lights on. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, And that's it for another episode. So thank you very much again to Shannon. Neil, look after yourself, and let's go start the countdown. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.